All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wet and Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you don't know who I am, if this is your first time in the broadcast, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show, and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself, people with a business dream, people in the startup phase of their business. I help you get your paperwork together. So if you need help with things like registering your business with the state, getting EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, having appropriate contracts, um, non-disclosure agreements, operating agreements, basic brand protection strategies, hiring policies. I help you take care of all of those things. If you are wondering why I'm qualified to help you handle all of that, I'm so happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 14 years and counting. I have had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administration. And most passionate about making business and legation as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school. But a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. So I'm here. So if you are in the startup phase of your business or if you're just kind of like tinkering with the idea of starting a business and you need some help and where you can actually make some concrete steps, I want you to go to Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm, Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm, Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. Uh, there you can book yourself a free 15-minute consultation if you are a time client. You can also download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less, okay? Um, and there you can also pick up Business Startup Basics, which is basically a crash course in how to be a boss. It teaches you all of the steps that you need to make your business legitimate, to make your business, you know, a, uh, to, to have your business on a solid foundation so you can, you know, be out in these business streets confident, all right? So if somebody asks you for your paperwork, you can pull it out here, all right? So that is what I do, and that is how you can connect with me. Now, on to the show. Um, the way that the show works is I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories that you lovely people send me, and I choose the ones that have business concepts that we can learn, and we discuss them. So this is a time for you to get involved. Don't be shy. Ask your questions. Give your comments. Hey, Margaret, just as long as they're respectful. That's all. Um, I am going to ask you questions. Um, I'm going to ask for emojis. I'm going to ask for answers. I'm going to ask for, ask for a lot of things. So you got to pay attention so you can hear what I'm asking for. Okay. All right. So we're getting started. First story that we are talking about tonight. Does anybody, has anybody ever heard of the musician Neil Young? You have heard of the musician Neil Young. Please give me the music emojis in the comments. If you have heard of the musician Neil Young, you don't necessarily have to be a fan just if you have heard of this guy, Neil Young, please give me a music emoji in the comments. Um, for those of you who may not know who Neil Young is, um, he is a Canadian-American musician and activist. Um, I've heard of Neil Young since I was very, very little. He's been on the music scene for a long time. Hey, 76 Grimke. Um, he's he's like a, a rock and roll, kind of like easy rock type type of music. Um, uh, and he's, he's well known as an American staple, even though he's Canadian American. Um, why are we talking about Neil Young today? 
All right. Um, now, if you guys have been paying attention to the news recently, you know that um, 45 had a rally in Tulsa not too long ago. I want. I think it was June 20th. Originally, he had scheduled it for Juneteenth. Who like who does that? Um, but they rescheduled it for June 20th, and it was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which was you know, the site of, um, the, the, the Tulsa massacres, um, when all of these businesses, uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, these black owned businesses were burned down and people were killed. It was a terrible time. Anyway, that is where, uh, Donald Trump chose to hold his rally on June 20th of this year. Um, and during that rally where apparently several people got sick, including Herman Cain, who ended up dying, um, <clears throat> during that rally, they used two of Neil Young's songs. Um, one was called Rockin' in the Free World, and the other is called Devil's Sidewalk. So at these political rallies, you know, there's always like a theme song that they use to, you know, when people are coming out and to get people excited. So they decided to use two of Neil song, Neil Young's songs, Rockin' in the Free World and The Devil's Sidewalk. Now, Neil Young is apparently not a fan of 45 because he has filed a copyright infringement suit against the, uh, the Trump campaign. Um, and it was, the complaint was filed by his attorney and in it, this is a direct quote for the complaint. This complaint is not intended to disrespect the rights and opinions of American citizens who are free to support candidates of their choosing. However, the plaintiff in good conscience cannot allow his music to be used as a theme song for a divisive, un-American campaign of ignorance and hate. Why am I bringing this story up to you? This is why it's important for you to, hey, Gabe Simeon, this is why it is important for you to have your copyrights in order. When you have created a piece of art and you have your copyrights in order, you are then able to control when and how your creation is used. Because Neil Young has the copyrights to his music, he is able to say, excuse me, Trump campaign, I do not agree with your politics. Therefore, I do not give you permission to use my music at your political events. So this is the power of intellectual property. You are able to, you know, stop something, you know, as important as a political rally, whether or not you agree with the politics or not, you know, something that is done with politicians. This musician is able to go to the politicians and say, hey, um, I don't really like what you stand for, so you don't get to play my song. And that is, I, I picked this because I want to demonstrate to you the power of intellectual property and what it can do. You can shut people down. Remember we talked about that story where CVS was using copyright claims to shut down um, all of the bad reviews of their um, animated Star Trek series. So intellectual property gives you a lot of power in these streets, okay? So nobody here knows who Neil Young is. I didn't see one um, music emoji. If you do not know who Neil Young is, please say no in the comments. It's not a big deal. I'm just trying to kind of do um, get get a get a feel for you know um, who knows who he is and who doesn't. If you know who Neil Young is, if you if you know who Neil Young is, give me a yes. If you don't know, um. 
Gabe Simeon asked, uh, you don't know Obeyman? Okay. Gabe Simeon asked, do you have to copyright domain names and LLC names? No, those like domain names and LLC names, you would mo- most likely trademark those rather than copyright them. Copyrights are reserved. Uh, Gabe Simeon said Neil Young is a legend. Uh, copyrights um, are reserved for, hey, Antoinette. Okay, you know who Neil Young is. Um, <laughs> Margaret Matthew said 45, never asked for permission. Don't know. Um, Gabe, so copyrights, they protect your artwork. So if you create, you know, like a poem or you write a book or write a song or make a painting or a sculpture or you, you know, choreograph, you know, a dance that is done by professionals and it's performed in front of, you know, an audience, those are things that you can copyright, Um, you know, but but trademarks are usually, trademarks, what they do is they represent your brand in the marketplace. You use trademarks when you are selling things. So if you have your LLC, it is, you know, it it stands to reason that you have a business. So you're going to want to protect that business name with a trademark. You're going to want to protect that domain name with a trademark. Okay. So do you understand the the difference, Gabe? Um, Please give me a yes or no in the comments. All right. AP Jackson has heard of, has heard the name Neil Young. Um, Mary D doesn't know who Neil Young is. Antoinette does. Patricia does not. Um, 76 Grimcake does. Okay. And Gabe does. And Dr. Obed, um, doesn't. All right. Awesome. You got it, Gabe. Okay. So I'm glad that we cleared that up. We can move on to our next story. Has, how many of y'all here have seen the Disney movie Inside Out? If you have seen the Disney movie Inside Out, Give me the, um, the emoji with the cry, with the, with the tear coming down the face, because that movie is one of the few Disney movies that has made me cry. If you have seen the Disney movie inside out, give me the emoji with the tear coming down the the yellow face. Okay. If you have seen, um, the the Disney's inside out movie. All right. It's a really cool movie that, that, uh, that explores emotions and you haven't seen it yet. Gabe, where have you been? Inside Out been out forever. (laughs) I'm pretty, I'm sure you can find it on some streaming service. It's, it's not very new. Um, anybody else seen, has anybody seen Inside Out? None of y'all seen Inside Out? 76 Grim K has not seen Inside Out. Okay. That's cool. All right, that's fine. Anyway, if you have not seen Disney's Inside Out, I really encourage you to go watch it. It's a really good movie that explores emotions, you know, in in a different way, um, but in a way that's entertaining to adults as well as children. Dr. Obed Magni, you haven't seen Inside Out either. Gabe Simeon said he's going to watch it tonight. Okay, Mary D, wait, AP Jackson has not watched it. Where have y'all been? Y'all need to watch Inside Out. It is such a good movie. I promise you. Look, I promise you. Look, watch Inside Out. Those of you who are going to watch it and send me a DM and let me know what you thought of it. I'm telling you, you're going to love it, okay? All right. Anyway. Uh, so if, even if you haven't watched it, uh, what you, what you should know about Inside Out Patricia hasn't seen it either. I feel very alone right now, guys. <laughs> anyway, um, so Disney's Inside Out came out probably around 20, let's see, it began development in 2010, so it probably came out 2012, 2013, something like that, right? 
Anyway, um, Disney has been the uh, subject of a couple of copyright claims against it because of Inside Out. Um, the most recent of which was by a poet by the name of Carla Jo Masterson. Carla Jo Masterson, like I said, she's a poet. She wrote a book called What's on the Other Side of the Rainbow, A Book of Feelings. And she also wrote a script called The Secret of the Golden Mirror, where um, the characters in the script represent different emotions. Now, if you haven't seen Inside Out, this is a little bit, not too much of a spoiler, but in the movie, there are five emotions that are represented by five distinct characters in Inside Out, okay? Five different emotions. There's anger, sadness, happiness, um, fear, and I forget what the other one is. But anyway, there are, there are five emotions that are represented by distinctive characters in this movie, Inside Out. So Carla Jo, she says, well, I wrote a script some years ago about feelings, and I had characters in there that represented different emotions. Um, and so she sued Disney uh, for copyright infringement because she was saying that, she said that, um, you know, this is my idea. Um, so how many of you guys think that she won this copyright claim against Disney. You just watched the trailer? Okay. So if listening to the facts, we know that Disney's Inside Out, it's the exploration of feelings through distinctive characters, five characters. We know that Carla Jo is a poet who wrote a book about feelings and wrote a script where she had characters representing different emotions, right? And Carla Jo sued Disney saying, you guys stole my idea. Do you guys think the court agreed with Carla or agreed with Disney? Let me know your answers in the comments, but I'm going to move forward because there's a second part to this story. Carla Jo lost her copyright claim against Disney because the court said the idea of emotions being represented by characters is not something new. Um, and the characters that she had were not distinctive enough to merit a copyright claim against Disney. So I have, you know, how many of you guys... Antoinette Vasquez said, I don't know. Feelings seem to be an open opportunity. They do. And that's why the court did not, did not side with Carla. They're like, look, emotions can be represented by multiple, multiple things, including people. The fact that you had the same idea that you're going to have people represent different emotions. This isn't something that's so distinctive that we can say that Disney stole it from you. So they dismissed Carla's copyright claim. Um, Margaret Massey said Disney's idea is not new. That's right. And nobody's saying Disney's idea is new. Disney is known to remix stuff, you know, um, to remix stuff like their original movies were, were fairy tales that they reworked and made into animated, you know, animated entertainment. Um, but anyway, Carla Jo tried a copyright claim against Disney's Inside Out and lost. But this isn't the first claim that Disney, yes, Seven Dwarves, A.P. Jackson, thank you. Hey, T.B. Moore. But this is not the, 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 the first time that Disney has been sued for copyright infringement because of Inside Out. Um, there is a child development expert by the name of Denise Daniels. Uh, a few years ago, she sued 
um, Disney's Inside Out for copyright infringement because she had a TV show idea called The Moodsters. And in this um, TV show idea, she had different color characters that represented emotions. And in her version, she had four characters. One was happy, one was sad, one was anger, and one was fear, right? So, so she's got this TV show idea. And not only did she have this TV show idea, she actually pitched this show to several Disney executives between 2007 and 2009. Now, nothing ever came of these pitches. However, remember, she was pitching between 2007 and 2009. Disney began development on Inside Out in 2010, right? So, Denise Daniels, uh, she sued for copyright infringement. How many of you guys think that Disney stole Denise's idea? If you think Disney stole Denise's idea based on the facts that I gave you, give me a yes. If you think that this is just a generic idea and Disney was, you know, they just happened to, to be similar, give me a no. And just to refresh you on this, this, uh, the, the, the very first lawsuit, Denise, again, she's a child development expert. She had a TV show idea about different colors representing different emotional characters, and she pitched this show to several Disney executives between 2007 and 2009. She didn't get a deal, but Disney started development on, um, on, on the movie in 2010, right? So Gabe Simeon thinks that, um, so Gabe, you think that Disney stole this idea from Denise? And AP Jackson, you do not think that Disney stole this idea from Denise? Gabe, can you tell me um, why you think that they stole it from Denise? Dr. Oben Magni said stolen. And AP Jackson, can you tell me why you think it wasn't stolen? Um, <laughs> Dr. Oben Magni said stolen. 76 Grimkay thinks that it was stolen. Patricia thinks it was stolen. Margaret Massey said that this sounds like the Care Bears. I think it's generic. Oh, you know what? Yeah, the Care Bears did have each of the bears represented a different emotion or a different aspect of nature. Uh, okay, and and that that's that's something too. But they were bears in this uh, in Inside Out. These are actual kind of like peopleish characters that had very distinctive personalities. So um, now, I'm not going to say that th that these ideas aren't original. But I don't know what to think here. Now, Disney beat both of these cases. Disney, um, the, he, these copyright cases, both Carla Joe and Denise Daniels lost. They haven't received a dime from Disney. But I don't know how to feel about Denise Daniels. I totally don't think that Carla Joe does, um, had any copyright claim because her characters were kind of undefined. But it seems really suspicious that Denise had was pitching to Disney for two years, nothing comes of it, and then a couple of years later, you come out with a substantially similar um, similar product. Um, Gabe Simeon said, yeah, she pitched the idea, and they took it from a black woman and changed it a little so they didn't have to pay her. I had no idea that Denise Daniels was a woman of color. Um, A.P. Jackson said it's too generic. Okay, so we, we have differences of opinion within even this group of people. So it stands to reason that when these copyright claims were brought up, there was a similar disparity in um, opinions when they were trying to decide what to do. Either way, Disney came out the winner 
in both of these copyright claim cases and you know and they're able to prosper with inside out i just thought that this was a very interesting case because um because of the whole representing character representing emotions with characters and how can you how can you claim ownership over that right 76 grim k agrees with game hello rudy shango the theophan um i have ha- i have seen so many different iterations of emotions being represented by by different mediums so it's not a new concept um i think that at least carla joe's needed to be fleshed out a little more i feel like denise daniels had more of a claim than carla um gabe simeon said disney has big corporate lawyers to beat out small entrepreneurs they do they really do um and while they do put out good work we can't put it back past them to you know steal from the little guy tons of companies out here do that and that's why it's important for you to protect your intellectual property make sure you have your trademarks and copyrights and patents in place so if somebody steals your work you can say hey i've got this legal document that says i own it ap jackson said but if she pitched it to them and the same emotions were used then yes okay so the difference between denise's and disney's is that disney used five emotions and five characters denise only used four um at least those are those are the those are the differences that i can see from the article i read i do not have denise's script so i can't see if there are any other substantial similarities between um between denise's uh between denise's script and disney's inside out so we will just have to assume that the, the that the care that the the major similarity were the characters and and move on from there but um you know disney's out here making money hand over fist and i mean i'm not gonna lie i'll probably watch inside out again if i ever want to cry one day um it's a good movie go check it out <laughs> okay all right so before we move on to our final story for the evening, I want to remind you guys that you are watching MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, if you are in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend in your ear to help you fill out those forms, get those EIN numbers, make sure you have those contracts in order so you don't get take advantage of I am your girl. Go to linktree forward slash MTL consulting firm and book your free 15 minute consultation today. All right. So we are moving to on to our last story of the evening. Um, you will see that the name of today's show is WTF is black people's toothpaste. Let me tell you what I found out today, y'all. Um, so how many of you guys use Colgate toothpaste? Or, or palm olive dish soap. If you use Colgate or palm olive, give me a one in the comments. If you're a Colgate toothpaste user or a palm olive dish detergent user, give me a one in the comments. Okay? Um, so while you do that, I'm going to explain to you what happened. Thank you, Rudy Shango. So the company that makes Colgate and palm olive is called Colgate palm olive. Surprise, surprise. Um, and Colgate palm olive, they make a ton of household products. They don't just make toothpaste. They don't just make detergent. They make tons of household products all over the world, right? AP Jackson uses palm olive. Okay. Did you know that in China, 
Colgate Palmolive has a brand of toothpaste that when you, I love Don Hand Soap, Antoinette, um, that Colgate has a brand of toothpaste in China. Now, the name is written in Chinese characters, but when you translate the name, the name of the toothpaste translates to black people's toothpaste. Now, in the light of the global Black Lives Matter movement and people, you know, putting companies under more scrutiny, Colgate Palmolive is just now in the, in the process of revamping and changing the name of their black people's toothpaste. And my question is, why was it called black people's toothpaste in the first place? I don't understand the name. What did that have, what does that have to do with cleaning your teeth? Anyway, obviously a product by that name would not do well in the United States, especially if it's not, you know, created by a black owned company. Uh, and because the Black Lives Matter movement has become a global movement, Colgate Palmolive is now trying to backtrack and fix their steps. Margaret Massey said, OMG, really? Yes, girl. Rudy Shango Theophan said, low-grade product? What do you mean? What do you mean, Rudy Shango, by low-grade product? Um, oh, and in, another interesting tidbit this toothpaste that translates to black people toothpaste is also known as darkie. Um, so when I went to, so a few years ago, I went to, um, South Africa and I was in Johannesburg and across the street from my hotel, there was, um, a coffee shop called the darkie cafe. And if you don't know for those, I'm sure that everybody knows here, but here the word darkie is a racial slur. Um, Okay, so uh, when I left the restaurant, I went back to the hotel and I asked the, uh, the hotel attendants, I said, is darkie a bad word in this country? Because it's a racial slur where I come from. And they said that essentially it was, but, you know, certain people used it. So if you were a person of color in South Africa, you could use darkie amongst your friends. But if you were, you were a white person in South Africa, it is not culturally acceptable for you to use the word darkie, right? So some, some of the words that we have, they have made their way around the world. Rudy Shango said, I mean that they are implying that it's a low-grade version of a product. Do you think that that's what they're implying? Um, I don't know the price of this toothpaste. I didn't look into it, um, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea why they would call it black people's toothpaste. Either way, Colgate Palmolive is changing the name. They are trying to change it to something called High Moolah, <laughs> something totally moving totally away from anything having to do with color. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why you need to be careful about how you name your products. You don't know what's going to happen down the line. You want to choose something that is non-offensive, okay? Um, you don't want to have to have this whole social media rebrand and having to go back and fix things. Pick a name that is going to stand the test of time and that is non-offensive so you don't have articles being written about you because you have black people's toothpaste out in China. <laughs> yes, but um, anyway, those were the stories that I had for you tonight. Um, Neil Young used his copyrights 
to prevent the Trump campaign from playing his music. Disney won out against two copyright claims. Um, Rudy Shango, yes, I can help you with that. You can book a free consultation using the link in my bio. Go to, um, go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and find the button that says book your one-on-one coaching session. Okay. Um, yes, we talked about Disney beating out two copyright claims for inside out and Colgate Palmolive will no longer be selling black people's toothpaste in China. (laughs) So we have uh, a couple of minutes left. Um, if you guys have any questions that you have about the startup process for your business or the business formation process in general, hey, Ageless Array, this is your time to ask. Well, we only have one more minute. But if you can get your question in with um, in, in the next minute or so, I will answer it before we log off. Um, but as we are ending, I want to thank you guys for attending. We had a good group tonight, lots of great conversation Thank you for participating. That is what makes this entertaining. That's what makes this fun. And that's how we learn from each other. Um, so thank you for your presence. Uh, can't wait to talk to you guys. You guys have been booking appointments like crazy. You have so many ideas. I can't wait to see you guys flourish and grow as um, as entrepreneurs. Dr. Obed Magni said, is it best to trademark a phrase before using it? Um, so... If you're using a phrase uh, and you're using it as a trademark phrase, if you don't have it legally legally trademarked, you should start using the small TM in the upper right-hand corner. It doesn't give you any legal protections, but it does um, at least put your industry on notice that you are planning on getting this legally registered. Um, Angel Saray said, what was the name of the business credit group name? Angel Saray, it is at Biz Credit Rocks. Biz Credit Rocks. Biz Credit Rocks. Um, Rudy asks, is it true that there's two versions of a 501c3? Rudy, um, there are several different types of nonprofits. There's actually, uh, there's actually about eight of them. I have a whole ebook on it. Um, if you DM me, I can, uh, we, we can get further into that. Okay. Um, okay. Gabe Simeon says, I'm book a consultation for setting up trusts that own LLCs. Dr. Obed Magni asks, how do I do that? So, um, there, there's actually a button uh, there, there's TM emojis. If you're typing it, you know, on a, on a, a word processing program, there, they recognize the TM and they will automatically make it superscript for you. Okay. Um, now to my Facebook questions, uh, Antoinette asked typically how much does a trademark cost? A trademark um, can cost. The initial application costs anywhere from. 275 to 425 for the first part of the application, okay? No problem, Mary D. Valdez. I'm so happy you found this information um, helpful. Hi, Shonda. But yes, Antoinette, the, 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 the initial application is anywhere between 275 and 425. When you have to submit your specimens, I believe that that application is another $100. Um, and there's one more thing that's just um, slipping my mind right now. Uh, but I think, did I get to everybody's questions? Did I get to everybody's questions? Um, yes, 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 yes. Okay. All right. So I got to everybody's questions. So we're going to break for tonight. Make sure you join me tomorrow night, 8 PM Eastern standard time. Can't wait to hang out with you guys. If you find any stories, you guys are welcome. Um, if you find any stories, please DM them to me. I love it when you send me stories. It lets me know that you're engaged and that you enjoy this as much as I do, okay? So have a good night and take care of yourselves. Bye.